What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 108. My name is Josh Toll, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts, as always. Yo, yo, Brett, yo, yo, yo. You okay? You just shook your head like I blew your yo, mind. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, no, 108. I was like, damn. Yeah, 108. That's it. Crazy. Uh, this is Hapticast. This is Haptic Intel's uh, gaming podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, video games and reacting to all the latest news in the world of video games. That's right. Brett, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Uh, there's like a fire in Canada right now that is pushing smoke to where we live, and it is making my allergies and my vision and my breathing very bad this week. Have you heard about this? I have not. Yeah, there's like a big fire, and there's one in Jersey now, too. So, like, my that, eyes are just popping know. out of my head. Because the one in Jersey is impacting us. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, I just want to die. Yeah, me too. So right there but, in the boat with you. But I, what I you know, uh the opposite of that, I can't even speak. Yeah. Uh, we have a good show for everybody today. I'll tell you that we do. Uh, starting off, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll do our, our media consumption. We always do some big upcoming video game releases, um, including one that basically has already been out, a.k.a. Diablo. Uh, we're going to be talking about the FCC and uh, Microsoft's continuing saga, although now not related to the Activision Blizzard thing. Uh, they got fined $20 million uh, for doing something bad with kids. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, talking about Grasshopper Manufacturer and them teasing something on their website. Uh, that's right. We're ready for that. Excited to talk about that one. Uh, Cyberpunk sequel entering development uh, next year, apparently. So we'll talk about that. Abysmal Company. Uh, talk about Kojima. <laughs> Uh, bringing Death Stranding to Mac, as long as seemingly to promise all future Kojima Productions games coming to Mac as well. Um, new Capcom showcase was announced, so we'll be talking about that very briefly. And then we'll be wrapping up with talking about the Xbox showcase and some predictions there. Xbox showcase, of course, happens this Saturday at the time of recording this podcast. Yes. So that's what we got for people. Let's go into our media consumption update, as we always do, where we talk about what we're playing, watching, doing, all that. I think I went first last week. I don't know. Um. Well, do you want to go first today or no? No, you got it. All right. I will end with the thing that I think yes. I'm most excited to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh. So in terms of games, I am playing Tears of the Kingdom. I'm still just trekking through. Right yeah. now, my favorite thing to do in the game is to go to the towers and just activate them. So my map gets filled out. I think yeah. that's the thing I'm interested the most in doing right now. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going around clearing all the, uh, all the, all the towers. Cool. I just did that the other day. Finally. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. I'm just picking it up and playing it every once in a while. And then the big game that I've been playing is Diablo four. Mm. So talk to me. I got the big the big boy early access version of the game. I've been playing it since Saturday mm -hmm. and I really like that game a lot. Mm. You know that I'm not a high fantasy guy, no. but Diablo four is it's high. It is high fantasy, but there, it's more like about the demons and the gods. And also Diablo four is just gritty as hell. And you could kind of tell from the, from the beta and the open, uh, open beta, the server slam that they did. Yeah. Summer it slam? is, the SummerSlam that they did. It is a very dark game. Mm. And some of the things that I've seen are very bad. And when I say bad, I mean very good. Mm. So I highly recommend it. I am. I just hit where the beta ended, like the cap of where the mm -hmm. beta ended. So I kind of stopped there. 
uh, and I can I can continue, but I just haven't touched it yet. So mm-hmm. I'm digging it a lot. I'm playing That's it good. I feel very underpowered. Mm-hmm. That class is just apparently people have already hit the level cap. Oh, lots of people have. Yeah, yeah. People have had multiple characters already. Uh, some people play on hardcore mode where uh, your character dies and then they die for good. And people. Oh have... no. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I Good. for you to pick it up and for us to play together. Anyone else that we know to pick it up, we can play together. Uh, it, it satisfies that itch, that gauntlet itch, you know, that Diablo mm-hmm. itch. So, very cool. TV and anime. I watched three things this week. So, I watched Silo. I'm on episode four now. Or, oh. I'm sorry. I'm about to start episode five. Yeah. So, I'm on episode five. Okay. Um, I did not like episode three of that show at all. Mm. I think it was three. It was. Are you caught up? Yes. So there was an episode where she has to fix the generator for the whole oh, silo. Yeah. That was not a. I didn't think that was a good episode at all. Huh. It was very okay. boring. I did not care. Huh. About any of that. It had huh. nothing to do with anything except the generator. Huh. So that episode I didn't like. So far, loving the show. The main actress is definitely not American. She definitely has an accent. And they did a flashback, and a little girl version of her did not have an accent. Yeah. And that triggered me. Hmm. I have uh, I have some thoughts about this, because I've also been watching it. Can I share real quick? Yeah. It is meandering way more than the book does. I kind of figured, and that's why I'm like, let's just get to the shit. And I'm very confused. Now, the end of the most recent episode... It starts pointing in the direction that I needed to point to, but it's meandering. I feel like maybe it was just because of how quickly I read the first book or I don't I don't know what, but like. It's meandering and I needed to not do that and I needed to arrive at the point because once it arrives at the point, it's a totally new ballgame and it needs to uh, arrive there quickly. And if it doesn't do that by the end of the first season, I got to tell you, I'm out. So, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I also watched some I Think You Should Leave, one of our favorite shows, and yes. it's very funny. Still good? Still good. Didn't finish it yet, but it's good. No. Then I- oh. There goes Brett. Brett just blinked into the ether. Everybody, please hold. Everybody, please hold. He'll be back in a second. There he is. I got Welcome kicked. back. We're good? Yeah. Um, I started watching this show called on Netflix called MH370, The Plane. That oh, disappeared. yeah. It's about Malaysian Flight uh, 370 that disappeared off the face of the earth. Really interesting documentary series about mm-hmm. all the different theories. They thought it was the Russians. They thought it was like there's all these different these theories. Uh, I don't know where I'm at with it, but there's also this guy that like has since found like over 10 pieces of wreckage on like the African coast. Yeah. Well, and everyone's like speculating that he's fake and all this shit's fake that he found. And like, so even like the proof we have that it crashed, it might not be real. So it's just, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that. But the one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about today is yeah. a little animated film that we saw over the weekend in 4DX. Yes. Which was awesome. And that film is. This is really yeah you, you can't see any of that uh, we saw across the spider-verse mm-hmm. 
It slapped. Yeah, dude, I sincerely mean it with what I said in the chat the other day. I think it's genuinely one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. It might be my I, favorite. I agree. And I, I felt the same way about the original, and I don't think you did. I did not. I now I loved the original movie. I thought it was excellent. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't I didn't I wasn't in love with it. This movie I'm in love with. Okay. And I think actually what I like the most about it is all of the threads that it sets up and actually leaves open for mm. the next movie. And it yeah. feels super satisfying the way they end it while also leaving it open-ended. I don't even know if that makes any sort of sense, but I, I'm tell you, I'll tell you what I'm here for this entire movie and it's laughs. I have been seeing a lot of people upset with the fact that it is a cliffhanger ending and it doesn't conclude. And I think that's abysmal. And if you think that you're bad mm. also, you might not, it might not be called across the spider verse part one anymore. And you know what I mean? Like they might not have that part one and part two differentiation that they used to have with the title. They did change it. However, if you're a human being that cares about this thing, you know, this was a part one, right? Pretty sure everyone knew. So I just, I don't, I don't like that. People said that also someone, dude, someone I know said it didn't look uh, like it. Someone said it didn't look finished. Like the video, like the animation quality looked like it wasn't done or it didn't have enough detail as much as the first movie. It was literally stylized to have like sketch lines and stuff on purpose. But someone I know literally said that. I don't think that person knows what they're talking about. They were like, it wasn't as polished. I think it's uh, more polished because they actually, if you paid attention, they actually incorporated way more animation styles and art styles in the first movie. Seriously. To match the setting that they're in. I saw the sketch lines on certain characters and I was like, damn, that's fucking slick. That's like, they didn't do that on accident. They did it on purpose. Well, whoever said that doesn't know what they're talking about. So I won't blast them. But And then uh, talk about 40X a little bit. Explain to the people what it is. So we went and saw a movie in 40X. We did. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if I'm ever going to see a movie in any other format ever again. Dude, the seat moves. Yeah. It's literally a Universal Studios ride for two and a half hours. Correct. But uh, honestly, maybe even a little more immersive than a Universal ride because I don't know. I feel like some of the stuff that they did, you don't get on a ride. It was very cool. And there's going, smells. Yeah. Going in, I was like, this is going to be a gimmick, but let's see how it is. You know, maybe it's cool. I'm here to tell you it's cool. And I loved it. And I think it was a very, very good first movie to experience in the format. Yeah. The web slinging, air flowing, the music. Forget it. Yeah. Done. Dude, when someone would get hit in the back, they literally had a thing on your back that would like get you. It was good. It was awesome. I love it. I was worried it was going to distract me and take me out of the movie, but I think it just enhanced the experience altogether. Yeah. Very immersive. I quite enjoyed it quite a bit, quite a lot. Yo. I actually learned something that I did not know about 4DX. Horror movies have been played in 4DX. Oh, yeah. Apparently, like, Insidious or The Conjuring was played in 4DX one time. I was looking at reviews. And, dude, they went up in an attic in the movie. And the sm- it, it was literally a smell like an old attic in the theater. And then rats ran across. Like, when they went upstairs, like, the rats ran across the floor. And they did the thing at your feet where it felt like there was rats. Dude, I feel like that'd be awesome in a scary movie. Dude. Even like a shitty scary movie. 
dude. Yeah. I know it's like one format and they can't put every movie in it, but I really liked it. And any opportunity moving forward to see it in that format, I think I think I want to. Yeah, I'm with you. So especially as we discuss the Oppenheimer uh, nuke 40 <laughs> technology that they have. So, yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, cool. that's all I got. What else? What are you watching? What are you playing? What else you got? Uh so, yeah, we talked about Spider-Man. We talked about Tears of the Kingdom. We talked about Silo. Uh, I'm also, uh, and I think you should leave. I'm also watching Foundation still on Apple um, based off of the Asimov's uh, book series. Uh, still very good. I like it. I'm almost done the first season, and the second season premieres, um, I think, in July. Oh, wow. That's soon. Like that. Um, so I'll be able to watch that pretty shortly after finishing the first season, so that's good. I'm now, I'm totally done the book series, and I have... I have the prequel books, but I have not started them yet because I'm reading shift. I'm almost on shift, which is the second book in the silo series. Um, I don't like it as much as the first one. Um, it's still good, but I don't love it as much as the first one, but I've heard that it's kind of eh, compared to the other two, the first and the third in the series. So I'm almost done though. I'm going to finish it. And then ultimately the thing that I love the most that I consumed in the last week was Ted Lasso. It's over. Uh, one of the best television finales ever, in my opinion. Nice. It's 90 minutes long. Uh, it wraps up every storyline. It gives you some things that you want and some things that you don't want, but it handles it in a really, really, really awesome way. And I am here to tell you, I sobbed through the entire 90 minutes. Oh, wow. Const like just the whole fucking time. It really got that, that series seems very short and sweet. It's it doesn't it overstay its welcome. Three seasons. Yeah. I Three like seasons, that. ten episodes each. Most episodes are thirty minutes, thirty to forty minutes. There's a few that are an hour. Um, so okay. I I, like I really that. loved it. Great series. Um, also I think proves to me why I continue to uh, sour on the finale of uh, succession. So a lot of shows ending recently. Yeah, and I got to start Barry as well. So, Barry, Barry the platypus. Yeah. All right, that's all I got for you. All right, well then let's hop into our uh, our our topics. But before we do that, Josh, I need you to roll the intro and start the show, please. Let's talk about video game releases. What's coming out? What's uh, what's on the docket here? Let's start with Amnesia, The Bunker, mm. which is a Game Pass game. It's coming out for PC, right. PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, and Xbox One today. I thought this one came out last week or something, but apparently it's today. So Diablo 4 officially comes out today 
on mm-hmm. PC, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, 2D and Top D <laughs> does not sound right. Did you make any of these up? Are these all real? <laughs> no, this is real. 2D and Top D releases on PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, and Xbox One on June 7th, which is tomorrow. Josh is making an edit to the name here. I just I, I want to see what it is. It is a okay. 2D platformer and a top-down puzzler hybrid. And the name is literally 2D Top D. That is slick. You're right. Well, there you go. Check it out. Wow. <laughs> uh, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie, releases on June 8th. This is coming out for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, and Switch. Pro Cycling Manager 2023 is releasing on PC on June 8th. Tour de France 2023 is coming up. PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, Xbox One on June 8th. That's way too many platforms for that game. I don't know what that game is, and I don't care. It's a cycling game, dude. I know that. Uh, and then one that I'm actually kind of excited for, this is on my Steam wish list. Yeah. Ray Hill Incident coming out for PC, PS5, and PS4. No love for Xbox june 9th i wonder if it has any reviews yet this too was also on my radar uh this is like an alien invasion horror game basically i don't see oh wait it's getting physical copies as well uh reviews will be released in two days so oh okay that's not too great that's when uh oh that's the day before yeah so Anyway, okay. Uh, so those are the game releases we have for you today, Josh. Mm-hmm. Let's hop into our title topic today. Let the us. FTC is apparently um, doing something with children, or Microsoft <laughs> is doing something with children. I don't understand what's going on. So yeah, the FTC has fined Microsoft for twenty million dollars for illegally collecting children's personal information on Xbox. Destroy the child, corrupt them all. I was wondering when that was going to be played. There it is. There it is. Uh, this is coming from BGC. So, Brett, Microsoft has agreed to pay the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, a.k.a. the FTC, for $20 million for illegally collecting wow. personal information from children on Xbox consoles without their parents' consent. So, Question. Are, yes. we, are we said child? We are not. Because we were children. When we played, Xbox. we are not. This is this is retroactive to 2021. Okay. So the X the Xbox sign up process was found to violate the children's online. Hang on one second. Sorry, one of my lights went off over here. So the Xbox sign up process was found to violate the children's online privacy protection act by collecting children's personal information without first notifying their parents and getting their permission. This is a big no no. Xbox has also been accused of illegally retaining children's personal information. So the issue was mainly remedied in late 2021, revolving around the process required when signing up for Xbox Live account. However, Xbox has described the issue as a quote-unquote data retention glitch and has committed to complying with the orders to continue improving upon its safety measures. So long story short, it seems like this was an issue identified way back in the day well, not way back in the day, but a couple years ago, that they supposedly remedied with their sign-up process, right, at the, where they have to notify parents on a, an account first if the child's under 18. However, right. the fine seems to come from the fact that they were retaining that data that they collected illegally. Interesting. So this is basically like one of those instances where an online account or an online website would say, grab a parent, and then right. 
put the email yeah put their email in yeah right uh but they Thanks. were they got this before that or it's because my thing is updating your lights turning off because your computer's updating no, the thing that it's plugged into is updating, I think. Um, don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, what was I trying to say? Oh, the thing that I find my most interesting... <laughs> the thing that I find most interesting about this is um, the fact of just the timing of it, where it doesn't seem like this is new information, but they're choosing to find them now for $20 million, and we are on the doorstep of their trial regarding the Activision yep. Blizzard acquisition. So, do you think something like this could could stop that from going through? I think it I don't think it'll be a key factor of it, but I think it will be cited and I think that it's no random fact that the FTC issued it. Now, uh there I think the trial starts in August, right? So we're just a couple months away and I can right. see this being cited there as uh one of the negatives. It's not going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. But I think the FTC is run by people that are really uh, hungry to start, you know, litigating some of these big companies. Uh, and the more ammunition, if you will, that they have in their pocket, the better. Um, and also Xbox just immediately folded and is going to pay not $20 million is whatever right. to them. But, you know, still. Wow. You don't fuck kids, dude, or fuck with kids, dude. You don't fuck around. No, you don't you don't do either of those things. You don't do either of them. You don't fuck around with kids. Yeah, literally. It's just let's just clarify that so yeah you don't want anyway to anyway ftc find microsoft they paid it they're bad phil wanted your kids data so that's it all right all right i need you to to move on to this next thing i'm very excited to talk about yeah so let's talk about this this is a story about grasshopper manufacturer so i'm gonna do a little spiel here <laughs> no he's not well, this is good, though, because this is a time where we have we have a moment to pause, you know, we have a moment to pause and and <laughs> I'm going to do a little spiel here. Disappears. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So I'm going to do a little spiel here for everybody. What's up, everybody? Brett and Josh here sitting down to talk about a pending announcement from Shadows of the Damned, No More Heroes and Lollipop Chainsaw developer Grasshopper Manufacturer. A countdown clock has been spotted on their website pointing to something happening on Wednesday, June 14th. What could Suda51 and his team be up to? We're going to get all of that and more in just a second. That's right. But listen, Brett, if you're interested in Suda51, Shadows of the I Damned, Grasshopper Manufacturer, gaming news, reactions, deep dives, and more, I'm here yes. to tell you and everybody listening you're in the right place. So be sure to hit that subscribe button now to stay up to date on all of our content related to the world of gaming. And Brett, did you know that over 90% of our viewers aren't subscribed? So consider hitting that button as it really helps us out. And by subscribing, you're going to be part of a gaming community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for all things gaming. Brett, without further ado, let's hop into the story because I'm excited and I want to hear what's going on. Well, I'm going to share my passion with you right now because this has me very Shh, excited. Please share your passion with me. So the story is this. The upcoming Grasshoppy, man the Grasshoppy. Upcoming Grasshoppy Manufacturer game announcement yeah. is likely a port or a remaster. And you might be wondering, why do I care about it being a port or remaster? Wouldn't I rather it be... Just another game. Yes, that's I would. But here's the thing. Uh, it could be one of my favorite titles of all time. Shadows mm. of the Damned getting mm. remastered or remade, mm. which to me 
that game's only playable on the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, right. and the PS3. So I am like, let's go. Yeah. I'm here for it. And we've talked about this not that long ago, too. So make sure you check out that video. Something will Definitely. pop up right now. I'm going to forget, forget that. Yep. Yeah, you're going to forget that. Yep. Uh, so this is coming from user Ferzetto on Reddit. So thank <laughs> you for, for putting all this together. But Grasshopper Manufacturer's website has been updated and now displays a countdown clock that seems to be leading to a reveal on June 14th. This is after Summer Games Fest, by the way. I think it's right. been changed. three. The, the time has been updated three times now. Oh. First, it was like Summer Games Fest time, and now it is after. Yeah, so it's it's eight days and change from when we're recording this. So that would point to the 14th, which is the day, a day or two after the yeah. Summer Games Fest main showcase. Right, and people were kind of thinking, like, maybe this is Devolver's uh, conference. And when does that take place? Uh, the 13th, I think. Here, you keep going, and I'll look it up. Sure. So... Here's the thing, ladies and gents. Engine Software, a game development studio, retweeted Grasshopper. Grasshopper. I can't say Grasshopper. Retweeted Grasshopper Manufacturer's tweet with the countdown, adding, "Retweeting for no apparent reason." Now they have worked together in the past. Oh, uh, Developer Digital is actually this uh, this Thursday. So it's, it's not summer that games thing. fest thing is this Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So the 14th, it's a seemingly random day for it to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Engine Software, like I said, they retweeted Grasshopper's tweet, which had the, the the countdown on it. And they said, we're retweeting for no apparent reason. So they do have a connection to Engine Software. Uh, they previously worked with them on Killer7 and No More Heroes mm. ports for other platforms. When was Killer7 ported? Isn't that so like a PS1 game? I don't think it's a PS1 game. I think it was a PS3 game. Oh. And it was okay. ported in 2018. Oh, okay. And I'm going to get to oh. that in a minute. Hmm. Okay. So uh, my question is, could this announcement that Grasshopper is making be a new port or a remaster of a classic Grasshopper manufacturer game done by Engine Software? Yeah. Right? That's, that's what five, it's leading to. Five-year timeline would make sense. Exactly. So I know for a fact it's not the remake of Lollipop Chainsaw. Right. And I, I'm sure a lot of people, that's your first, that's the first place your mind goes because it's the one remaster we know about. But right? it's a totally different studio, correct? That is correct. So that project is being handled by someone other than Suda51 and Grasshopper. Right. On Twitter, James Gunn, who helped write Lollipop Chainsaw, right. said, I heard about Lollipop Chainsaw remake for the first time from Suda a couple of weeks ago. And then Suda followed up on Twitter by saying, neither James Gunn nor I am involved in this project at all. And uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer has nothing to do with the development or anything with it. Mm. So I'm going to go through two potential games that this could be. Are you ready? I'm ready. The tired take is... It's and it's still cool because I looked at I didn't know what this game was, but I looked it up afterwards. And this sounds like something that would be up my alley and something that would be up your alley as well. So bear with me. This is the tired take. This could be a remake or a remaster of the game Flower, Sun, and Rain. What is what is that? So just for some background information, Josh. Suda's Killer7, which we just discussed, and the 2001 PS2 and Nintendo DS game Flower, Sun, and Rain, uh, the remaster of those were apparently announced at a Grasshopper Manufacturer event in 2018. 
Mm. Killer 7 Remaster has since released on PC that same year, but nothing ever came of Flower, Sun, and Rain. Mm. In an AMA two years ago, Suda51 stated he would like to remaster Flower, Sun, and Rain, stating he already picked out a partner to do so, so the scenarios would be really up to collaboration. Mm. So that sounds like it could be what we're getting here. Okay? Uh, Yeah. Just to give you some more. I hope it's not this. Well, let me give you some more information about the game. It might sell you a little bit. So Flower, Sun, and Rain is set on the Micronesian Island Resort of Lost Pass and is loosely connected to the events of the game The Silver Case. The story follows Sumio Mondo, a searcher who makes a living looking for things that people have lost. Mondo is initially contracted to defuse a bomb planted on a plane, but he's so distracted with helping all the islanders that the bomb ends up going off. He gets caught in a time loop where he relives the same day Hmm. running up to the explosion. So it's like a mystery adventure game. Uh, Honestly reminds me of like Twin Peaks. Hmm. That's the vibe I'm getting from. No, I I like it better now that I see the description. I just, I see that IGN gave it a five, a 5.5. Which version though? Because there's a DS version and there's a PS2 version. Uh, This looks like the DS version, I guess. Maybe that's why. Yeah. However, wow. it's got great user reviews. 91% four stars, you know. Wow. So so that's the tired take. Listen, okay. it's still cool. I, I'd still be happy for that. I would try it. But the wired take, Josh, is that is this, this coming is coming from wired? Is that why? No, just tired and wired. That's why okay. I said it. Like one, one's a very tired take and one's a wired. Like you're fucking, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shadows of the Damned remake. Oh, yeah. Or, or a sequel. Yeah, which this is maybe this is this is the slick take. This is the one that it better be take. Yeah. So in a, this is just we've already talked about this, so I don't want to go too much into it. But in a recent dev diary video, a grasshopper manufacturer dev showed his screen to reveal what he's working on. And it was a demon looking enemy that would fit in perfectly well with Shadows of the Damned. Uh, I mean, they don't really have any other games that have giant demons like that other than the game where you literally go to hell. Right, right. Uh, and then the computer screens in the background. This is very important. This is a. This is, a, in my opinion, this is the smoking gun that there is a shadow. Shadows of the Dam game being worked on. The literal smoking gun. The computer screens in the background had screensavers oh, yeah. Yeah, featuring yeah, yeah. strawberries, which is the favorite snack of demons in Shadows of the Dam. Yeah, and it is a known motif in the game. It's literally a collectible. So correct, correct, right. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I remember us reviewing that. Yeah. So I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I I'm, mean, the original Shadows of the Damned is, well, for me, it's fairly accessible because I have it physically and I can pop it into my my Series X. But I know for a lot of people, it's not um, other than maybe emulation or something like that. But I also I think that there is some un- untapped potential in regards to franchising that. Right. And what better yeah. way to kickstart that? We also know Suda's affinity for it, obviously. Um, you right. know, if I they mean, were to do a remaster or slash remake, and then maybe their next game is Shadows of the Damned too. I don't know. Right. The thing is, Josh, uh, Shadows of the Damned was a co-collaboration project with EA and right. Grasshopper. So EA actually owned the rights to that franchise. Still. Uh, no, not anymore. Suda got okay. the rights. That's yeah. And we found that out when characters from Shadows of the Damned actually made right. a cameo appearance in No More Heroes. Travis right. strikes back. about that. Strikes again or whatever. Yeah, Travis strikes again. Yeah. So uh, they literally made like a sequel to Shadows of the Damned in Travis Strikes Again. Yeah, dude. So, 
it, I feel like it's happening and I would like it to happen. And, I'm and I want it to happen for you too, specifically. I, well, I appreciate that. I'm so hype. I'm probably going to break out the PS3 and try to get the platinum. In, oh uh, my of the God. I Good luck. To. Fucking even I turning know. that thing on, dude, dude, I'm one trophy away. I just got to play the game on easy. <laughs> I already played the game on all the hard difficulties. I just have to play the oh, game on boy. easy boy. I could just play it on the Xbox right now, but I want to play it on the PS3 to get that trophy. I understand. So I understand. You're going to have to connect your thing to the the PSN, though, if you want it to count, dude. I know that's going to take about nine years. I was going to say it's going to take about 94,000 years to accomplish that. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with the PS3. That thing is so bad. Listen, dude, cell processor. That's all you need to know. All right. Sure. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about a game studio and game in general that you love, uh, Cyberpunk. Dude, I'm so conflicted on this. I'm so conflicted on this, but listen. So Cyberpunk 2077 sequel will apparently enter development in 2024. This is coming from The Gamer. So CD Projekt Red has announced that it will begin research on a sequel to Cyberpunk 2077, codenamed Project Orion, which we've heard about before. In 2024. Orion or Orion? Is it Orion? Oh, it's no, it's Orion. Yeah, I think that's Orion. Oh, oh, oh or Orion. maybe it's maybe no, no. no I, I might be saying wrong. You might be right. It might be Orion. I might be just be fucking dumb. I don't know. Whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Project Orion. All right. Am I gonna get Am I gonna get ass blasted? Should I say Orion? I guess Orion would make more sense. Right. Look, I'm looking it up. Okay. I think it's literally <laughs> Orion, but we'll find out. I think it is. So it's codename project blank in two th- 2024 after releasing the Phantom Liberty expansion for Cyberpunk 2077. So the company has revealed that it has already incurred some expenses related to the project, and the sequel's production will begin once its new studio in Boston is ready. While this is an encouraging sign, it's still in early stages of development, so the company is unlikely to release more info anytime soon. I have a couple tidbits here, but go ahead. Orion. Yeah, Orion. Okay, so I'm just stupid. Or Orion. I'm going to call it Project O-Head. How about that? Um, O-Head. So again, it is a, a, some key points. It is a sequel to Cyberpunk 2077. It is apparently going to be developed in the United States with a new team of 350 to 500 developers, and they will have Polish teams assisting it. So this is... This is them founding that new studio in Boston. Yeah. Are the shareholders going to be in the studio as well? Or are they going to I think so. Outside? And I think they're uh, going to be involved in every part of it, forcing them to release a game that's not ready. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. They're going to be in the, in the boardroom with them. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is in the United States, since our laws are different, you're going to have a class action lawsuit filed against you. So... Uh, it's going to enter the research phase in 2024, and the Phantom Liberty teams from Cyberpunk 2077 will join uh, will join in on Project Orion once they finish their work on the expansion. Um, also, some of the Phantom Liberty team will join the Witcher Polaris development team, which is a game built on the legacy of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, so aka the sequel to The Witcher 3. Hey, real quick, the uh, voice actor for Geralt from The Witcher uh, video games just came out and said he has prostate cancer, and uh, everything's looking good, but definitely go get checked if you're a man and you have a prostate. All right. Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out to prostate, prostate cancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, definitely go get checked. 
Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, that might be the best. That might be the most intriguing part of this whole topic. I don't really care about anything else. Um, well, I do. So a couple things. First of all, new studio in Boston that are apparently going to be spearheading this, which to me says two things. One, that's a large new team. Yeah. And that makes me uneasy. And number two, it also means that they're definitely, I mean, I know there's several projects, but the main team, which is AKA red, um, is, uh, probably deep into the next Witcher game. I would think at this point. So do you think the Phantom Liberty is done development right now? Uh, for the most part, I mean, I'm assuming they're still polishing it. Have we got, I don't think we've gotten a release date. I think we did actually. Oh, we did. I okay. think. So here's the, here's what I want to tell you right now. I want to know how long the Witcher, the Witcher, I want to know how long Cyberpunk 2077 was in development total, including from the very beginning to literally the Phantom Liberty. Well, beat. it was originally, originally announced what in 2011. Oh, that seems too long. Cyberpunk 2077. First tease. Original announcement. 2012. You were not far off at all. So, so 12 years? Uh, I can't do math right now. I think it's 12 years. Uh, 11 years. A little over 11 years. January... That May 2012, it was originally announced. So that's fucking crazy for one title. Right. But remember, dude, they didn't even really begin development proper until 2020 or 2019 or whatever that is. They said, right. That's fucking crazy. Wow. Um, I got to tell you, uh, here's the thing. Cyberpunk 2077 has come a long way. I yeah. think at, at its core, uh, it's a good game. I mean, you know, even as much as I shit on it, I still spent, I don't know, over 100 hours in it uh, between multiple playthroughs. Uh, but here's the thing. And I I want to put a pin in this, and I, I want everybody to remember, before you go and you get hype for these games, CD Projekt and CD Projekt Red owe us a lot to prove that they are actually going to focus and develop games properly. If there is a whiff of any of these games that are stinky, there's issues, we're going to have a big problem. So let's not forget too quickly, you know, put a pin in it, and these games better be good and polished. The Witcher is coming out first, right? I would think so. I mean, if they haven't even started development on this yet, I would think that the Witcher, the next Witcher game has been in probably active development since the release of 2077, but at least in development, different stages of development since, you know, during cyberpunk's development process. Right. I think that's a good thing that the Witcher is kind of there as a buffer because the Witcher doesn't have any bad connotations to it. I mean, that Witcher three was like considered game of the year, one of the best games yeah. of the decade. Yeah. So like that was when CD project red was like killing it. And a lot of people that are going to buy the next Witcher game don't really know about a lot of the cyberpunk bullshit. They just see another Witcher game. They don't they don't associate that with cyberpunk sure. and get it right. Sure. They'll be able to kind of win people over. And then people like you and I will see, hopefully, the Witcher doing really well. And we're like, oh, OK, well, yeah, maybe they did right their wrongs. Maybe they, they learned from that. Kind yeah. Of and I, I know Witcher 3 had some issues at launch, specifically on PC as far as performance, but it was nowhere near the levels of cyberpunk and i also think back to just the 
prestige of the Witcher 3 launch and how much they gave you as a developer and why they had such good graces and how hard they fell from there with Cyberpunk. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. But I wouldn't expect the sequel to Cyberpunk 2077 until 2028 or 2029 at the earliest. So, wah, wah. all right. You have anything else? No. Let's move on. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about Apple. Apple. They had a big event yesterday. They did. Their WWDC presentation. Their WWE presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, they showed off a headset, a VR headset, a VR AR headset. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of cool, but not really, but kind of. And then mm-hmm. they said it was $3,500. And I said, oh. Yeah, not cool. I, not cool at all. Yeah. So, that being said, there was something kind of cool there. Yes. Uh, Death Stranding is coming to Mac, yeah. along with future Kojima games, all of them. Yeah, this is coming from Tech Radar. So Hideo Kojima, the creator of Death Stranding, has announced that the game's Death Stranding's director's cut will be coming to Apple Mac later this year. He also promised that Kojima Productions' future titles would also be coming to the platform. Kojima expressed his support for Mac as well as his plans to bring future titles to Apple's platform during Apple's keynote presentation at the Worldwide Developers Conference. Right. So, a couple things, I think. One, pretty big get you know apple has a small but highly curated list of games that run on their uh architecture right both their chipset and their graphics their gpus i think getting a creator like kojima is kind of big and i think people should pay attention to this specifically because apple has not been competitive in the gaming market ever just hasn't been just has been the place for it they however now are trying to do it you see it with their their graphics drivers that they're doing with their chipsets that they're developing all these things that they're working on to entice developers to switch their platform and one of the biggest things they talked about was the streamlined nature of a new development platform that they created to port things from other architectures to the apple architecture is this like Proton for Linux, basically? Right, and they called it, I forget what they called it, Wire? S- something, I forget what they called it, but basically correct, like Proton for Linux, but with Mac stuff. Um, You get a, co- a creator like Kojima promising, now we don't know if it's going to be day and day, I doubt it, but maybe, who knows, to bring his future titles to the platform. People might want to start paying attention to Mac as a viable gaming, I think, ecosystem, because I think the things that I'm starting to see and knowing how long Apple bakes some stuff, this could be the start of something new, and I would not be surprised to see Apple really, really grow in the gaming space over the next couple of years, especially if you can take everything in your Steam library and play it. Um I don't know. I would just pay, I would I would urge people to pay attention to this. And I think the really cool thing with having Kojima is just knowing how creative he is with working with new hardware. And I'm yeah. interested to see that. And I would not be surprised to see something in line with uh, their what do they call it? The Vision Plus Pro Max yeah, Vision Pro, Pro, uh, Pro or something. Yeah, I think hardware. I, I think Mac and Apple are just not known 
for being like very mm-hmm. pro gamer. They're not known for like having good games on their on their platform. Mm-hmm. But if they can develop something like Proton on the Steam Deck, which basically lets you play Windows games on a Linux system, mm-hmm. like that's really cool. I did I actually did not hear about that part of it. Yeah, uh, it was announced right I, before Kojima came out. Okay, so I'm assuming the Kojima thing is just native a native port though. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what's really interesting to me here is that uh, Kojima is known for, like you said, evolving with technology, always doing something different and unique. And I think the one thing that a lot of people are forgetting is that he had a exclusivity deal with Google mm. for Google Stadia. Right. And it was going to be a video game that he was creating using their cloud technology. Right. And what's the one, the one upside about cloud technology is it can run on anything. Right. So perhaps... Hmm. Kojima took his project that he was working on with Stadia. What was it called? Overdose? Yeah. That was Maybe, the, key, the project phrase or whatever. Right. I mean, I know we're kind of talking about it being linked to Xbox and stuff, but anyway, I think that uh, that's really interesting. Maybe he's developing something that can, you know, be played via the cloud for Apple. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I was just, and it was almost kind of, um, I don't know. It, it was good timing on their part for me because I had tuned in to their WWDC right before the segment started. And I wasn't expecting to see anything. I was just like, I just want to see if there's like a new iPhone. I don't know what they're talking about, whatever. And then they, they brought the guy out that's developing their GPU and their chip stuff, the head of it. And he's talking about all this. And then they talked about this framework that they're developed. They're, they're creating for people to port their stuff natively and making it seamless using machine learning and other things like that. And then they brought Kojima out and I was like, Oh shit. Like, they're they're leaning into a lot of this stuff and they were talking about their gpu architecture and their new chipset and all of these things and to me the canary in the coal mine is kojima himself right is like we just talked about he's tapped into into tech he's big in it we know he's been you know a mac fan he said it in there in there the at an apple fan so i just i just think i wanted to mention it because i think people should notice it i don't think you're going to see anything crazy right now but i'd put a pin in it and uh, we'll see where it goes. I would say that Death Stranding running on a Mac is pretty impressive. That's a yeah, pretty big game. It is. And oh, the other thing that they talk about, too, and then we can move off this. We don't have to spend too much time is they have I forget what, what they called it, but they have their own um, upsampling uh, uh, machine based kind of tech that they talked about, you know, like on on Proton or uh, Linux, you have the fidelity or uh, not fidelity. Or, or Linux and PC, you have FSR, you have uh, DLSS on NVIDIA products, all these like deep learning, super sampling, uh, up res tech. So you lo- you run at lower native resolutions and it upscales at up higher. Um, Apple has their own version of this that they talked about and showcased with Death Stranding. And the fact that they put the development time in to create their own version of that with this new kind of porting architecture. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. And I think people should pay attention. Watch out. Here so. comes Apple. Came Apple. All right. Let's move on, Josh. Uh, yeah. Capcom Showcase. Yeah. yeah. So a yeah. new Capcom Showcase will apparently take place this week. Not apparently. It will. Uh, Capcom has announced that it will host a digital event called the Capcom Showcase on June 12th. That's not this week. That's next week. And I said next week. 
I don't know what I said. It's June 12th. Next so, week, as in next week's next week. Next yeah, week. Yeah. So the 36-minute presentation will feature updates on Capcom's upcoming games. Now, real quick, and then we can speculate briefly. It is unclear whether there will be any unannounced games shown. The event will be included as part of Summer Games Fest. Um, not the show itself, but, you know, the Summer Games Fest whatever capcom's share price also hit an all-time high following its record sales figures in the last fiscal year due to resident evil 4 monster hunter rise sunbreak and now the massive success of street fighter 6 what do you think we're gonna see brett 36 minutes just for capcom it's not a long time hmm. at all that's not a lot uh i don't know I, listen capcom has been killing it lately the Resident Evil stuff, like you mentioned, Street Fighter Six, it was a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter is obviously a huge franchise. Maybe we see a Monster Hunter uh, World sequel, mm-hmm. which I would I would love. Uh, I don't know, man. Like Dino Crisis is a franchise that a lot of people have been talking about for a while. I, I would love to see more Resident Evil, but where do we? What do you show? Like I feel like eight just kind of came out a couple years ago got its dlc we just got the remake of four like i don't think we're at that point yet to get something resident evil if i'm being honest but i want that so do i but that's all i want actually it's probably a resident evil one remake or it's definitely not they're not going to show a five remake if anything that's i don't know you that's don't think that they'd be you don't think they'll be ready to announce re9 talk about it at all i don't know I feel like Dusk Golem will be talking about it a lot more too, if there was something that soon. But Dusk Golem doesn't do leaks anymore, dude. Nah, it's bullshit. He literally just posted a bunch of shit on Twitter. No, no more leaks, dude. Uh, but yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know what they would show. I think okay. what I would want is Monster Hunter World and Dino Crisis. That'd be really cool. So you don't want Resident Evil? I do, but I don't. I don't think that's happening. What, what do you think? Do I don't think anything. See? I just want Resident Evil. That's the thing is they had they've had so many releases and they haven't really talked about much else past them that I don't truly know. Um, other than Resident Evil <laughs> that, that they could talk about. Maybe it's DLC for some stuff, maybe a new Monster Hunter. But that's the thing is they've kind of shot their load for lack of a better term, if you will. Um, and I don't know if they've really even talked about much else on the horizon, at least of note. That's big. So what did they do? Shot their load. Come. Right. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. We have a little intro to this next part. So just everybody bear with us. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is Josh and Brett here sitting down to talk about the upcoming Xbox showcase, including a potentially leaked roster of games to be shown at the show on June 11th. Listen, if you're like us, you're excited to hear from Xbox and all of their first-party teams, as well as to get an update on one of our most anticipated games of the year being Starfield. Listen, we all know Xbox ain't got games, but it's time to find out what they've been working on. So if you're interested in Xbox, gaming news, reactions, deep dives, and more, you're in the right place. Be sure to hit that subscribe button now to stay up to date on all of our content related to the world of gaming. Josh, did you know that over 90% of our viewers are not subscribed? Scrubs. So consider subscribing, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. By subscribing, you'll be a part of a community of like-minded individuals. I don't know if that means anything to you, but to me, I want to be in a place where everyone is just like me. Uh, so <laughs> without further ado, let's hop into the story. 
All right, so listen, Microsoft's Xbox Game Showcase for 2023 is set for June 11th at 11 er, at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So do the math for whatever your time zone is. We know that. The showcase is going to feature new games and updates on major titles. The Xbox Game Showcase extended, whatever the fuck that means, will follow on June 13th, which is apparently going to feature more in-depth interviews with developers and game updates from partners. The way that they're explaining this sounds more like the developer direct thing that they did, but not connected to the main showcase itself and then obviously they're gonna have their own starfield direct immediately following the xbox game showcase what do you think we're gonna see there at the starfield direct we're gonna see starfield i think so too i don't really know if i need to see any more starfields at this point it, here's the perfect thing to tell me about here's the here's what i want from the starfield direct and then we'll talk about the xbox showcase i want todd howard to come out and say listen i heard you Starfield will run at 60 FPS on console. And that's it. I don't care anything else about the game. I don't care about anything else. I don't need to see anything else. I don't want to know anything else. That's all I need to know. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen. But my perfect Starfield Direct is two seconds long as Todd Howering saying, Hey, everybody, the game will run at 60 FPS. This is the release date. Goodbye. You know, if they did that, though, it'd be so smooth if, like, they were showing gameplay and it was very obvious it was 60 FPS. And he's like, oh, and by the way, this game is running in stunning 4K at 60 frames per second. Like, yeah. that's how they would fucking do it, too, dude. Yeah, you're right. It just works. It just works. It just works. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. So I'm excited to see more Starfield, obviously. But yeah. let's talk about the showcase itself. Now, I do want to highlight one thing before we hop into talking about the potential games that are going to be there. In that uh, Microsoft promised that all first-party games shown will include in-engine slash gameplay footage and will not only be CG. Obviously, that is a clapback at PlayStation's showcase. In yeah, quotes, Jeff, Jeff Keighley actually said the same thing recently in a Summer Games Fest Q&A. Mm -hmm. uh, he said there's games that he straight up will not show and he's turned down because they have only had CG trailers. Yeah, so, so you're saying the PlayStation showcase would not be but not fly with Jeff Keighley. It would not. Yeah. And regardless of your opinion of it, again, I think there was some really cool stuff shown at that PlayStation showcase. Um, Spider-Man looked good. Alan Wake, uh, the pro the zero thing, the samurai zero thing, a couple other things. We got some, new whatever. There's some great stuff there, but I, I don't think you can deny at this point that the consensus is that it was ultimately a letdown, you know, for, it being, a a, for it being a showcase. Um, so I just think it's interesting and, and Xbox even clapped back right after it. And they were like, Oh, all these are also coming to Xbox by the way. So things are getting a little spicy. Now that being said, and to pivot to talk about the games, you better put your fucking money where your mouth is Xbox. Cause True. If you fumble the bag on this. I want you to look at me, Phil. I want you to listen to me. I want you to look into my eyes. If you fumble the bag on this, I'm done with you forever. You're done. You understand me? We you're, try to play some games. You're 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 flying high on Hi-Fi Rush right now, which is still might be my game of the year, including over Tears of the Kingdom. To be honest with you, okay. If wow. you if you fuck me, you're done. You hear me, Phil? Okay. We're and gonna face your ass. You just get that through your stinking traitorous heads. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I don't know. I guess I should be talking to Matt Booty too. So anyway, you kick him in his booty. So here's a list, uh, uh, and we're gonna be talking about the quote-unquote leaked list. 
I don't really know the I don't think that's of, of that, but we can yeah. we can entertain it for a second. But here's the games that I think are probably most likely that they have talked about before they have announced, but we have not seen. OK, so feel free to stop me whenever, Brett. First is Everwild from Rare. I'm going to stop you right there. OK, I don't know what that is. It's ever. I know what Rare is. Rare. It was okay. like the 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 game that looked like, uh, you know, is it the one with the frog. I don't know. I think that's Fable. I don't know. Um, but the game they that showed, looked like the thing. This was a couple of years ago at this point uh, that they showed Everwild. I don't, th- or, or it might have been last year at their their twelve month showcase that they did. I forget exactly. I'm looking it up. Okay, you're looking it up. What do you have to tell me about Everwild? It does not look like something I would enjoy at all. Okay. It so looks like that. it looks like Sea of Thieves graphics, which is not a problem. Yeah, but it looks like Sea of Thieves, but fantasy. So. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm going to skip the next one because it's the one I'm most excited about, and I'll come back to it. Outer right. Worlds 2, potentially, which I cool. I think is probably pretty big. Um, I still I started the Outer Worlds, and I never finished it. I want to get back to Me it, too. and I've, I've heard some of the DLC is excellent. Um, the new Perfect Dark game, which was supposedly internally canceled, we don't know, but we have not heard more about it since it was discussed. Yeah. What's, what's your quick gut check on Perfect Dark? I don't know. I mean, we heard like the whole dev team was let go, so I don't really think that game's coming out. Okay. Um, Contraband. That's a video we did, by the way. It is. Contraband, which is Avalanche Software's new IP. We haven't gotten much from that. Um, something that people are saying, swearing, was in the, the announcement trailer for the showcase, Fable. People were talking about it, going crazy. The developer apparently said, that's not fable you know don't get your hopes up or something like that um i would like to see it but i have such little faith in the fable ip it's not even funny yeah at this point what is there to be excited about yeah uh project 007 uh you know uh, we'll see and then james bond yeah and then indiana jones the indiana jones game which i i we haven't seen anything really for me to care about so but what i do care about and what we have seen in the past, and a studio, maybe the only studio that I completely inherently trust in Xbox's first party, is Avowed from Obsidian. I am very, very excited for this game. Obsidian, this was shown off in twenty July of 2021. Yes. Obsidian is an excellent studio. Josh Sawyer is one of the best people working in video games. Okay, for those of you that don't know, but you should, Obsidian did obviously uh, of great acclaim from me and elsewhere, uh, New Vegas. Yes, and Josh Sawyer just wrapped up and apparently transitioned back to Avowed from Pentiment. And I think he helped write this game too. So I would really, really like to see Avowed on here in this showcase. I'm looking up like a everything we know so far about Avowed from Games Radar. Yeah. So it is a first person RPG similar to Skyrim, which I'm sure right. a lot of people would be very excited about. Right. Um, it's set in the land of Eora, the same setting Obsidian used for the RPG Pillars of Eternity. So right. it's like in that same world. Um combat actions utilizing both first and third person animations, with branching dialogue, day and night cycles. Uh, puts the game in league with Obsidian's former RPGs, such as the Outer Worlds and Knights of the Old Republic to the Sith Lords. Right. Basically a new Skyrim, but a little bit different. Um, so listen, 
that's kind of what we know. Uh, we I might be missing a couple things, but that was pulled from a couple different sources and also based off of my own memory. So now, in turn, there was a quote unquote leak. I don't put too much stock in this, but I want to entertain it for a moment. So a list of games that are rumored to be featured in the Xbox Game Showcase has been apparently leaked online. While the authenticity of this list cannot be confirmed, it's almost probably fake, it has generated excitement amongst enthusiasts. The leaked list includes both long-awaited titles and brand new entries. Microsoft has not yet commented on the leak, and they probably won't. So rather than reporting this as fact, right, which we we don't think it's real, why don't we go... I know, yeah. Why don't we go through it and just the things that we think would be cool that are on that sure. list? Sure. And I think there's also, someone here that make a lot of sense, but I don't have the. Uh, it's in our I, doc. I don't see it. It's on the last page. Oh, uh, I see. It's an image. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a very crappy image, uh, and of course, this shit always leaks before showcases, and it's usually false. But let's run through it real quick. Avowed, we talked about Forza. I think makes sense. Another Forza. Forza Motorsport. Age of Empires 4, I don't even know why this is on here, and, and feel free to stop me whenever. Age of Mythology Retold, have no idea what that is. Black Myth Wukong, I think that's plausible, and I would like to see more. I don't know if this is the spot for it, but I would like to see more of that game. Yeah. Uh, and it says next to it, Game Pass, apparently. That would be there- pretty big. Game Pass. I don't know. There's a little note section that says exclusive, console exclusive, Game Pass announcement. Who the fuck knows? Whatever. Neon White. This is already on PC. So it'd be getting a Game Pass launch, basically. That's what it says. I I guess I could see it. Cocoon. No idea what that is. From Annapurna. Yeah, I was going to say. Do you know anything about that or no? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that game looks slick. Uh, Look it up. Ah, that's what I thought. It's from one of the guys uh, behind Limbo. And it's- oh, oh, right. Oh, right. Okay, so that actually does make sense. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Banisher's Ghost of New Eden from Don't Nod and Focus Home Entertainment. Which is, isn't that the Limbo guys? Banisher's? Like- no, Don't Nod's not. No, we were talking about Cocoon. No, I know. Isn't Don't Nod? What did Don't Nod do? No, Don't Nod did uh, the fucking the games the uh <laughs> the episodic games the uh life is strange games oh you're right yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense i think geometric Inter- interactive is the limbo guys um then this this one on here and let me tell you something again not putting too much stock in it and i feel like we've seen this before and i, I just I, this would be so like i would honestly lose my mind if it was if this was there i'm not memeing one versus 100 come on now dude if you were on the 360 at the perfect time xbox did this little experiment with a social game called one versus 100 where you and all your friends can take your avatars and go into lobbies and join games to compete for microsoft points <laughs> and it was called one versus 100 which was based was on live of the game show it was live it was hosted live streamed and multiplayer and you could compete against your friends and everybody else this game was so cool. It was so stupid. It was really janky, but it was so cool. If they bring this back, especially with the infrastructure we're dealing with now, dude, forget it. Forget it. I would lose my mind. No joke. I'm being dead serious. I have so much nostalgia 
for this. It's not even funny. Me too. And if they let us use our avatars, which you know is not prominent right now on the series consoles, but it still exists on the back end, forget it. I'm done. I'm out. You're buying. I'm, sell- all the I'm selling points. my PS5, and that's it. You're gonna buy a unicorn for your avatar to ride and all that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Sanua Saga Hellblade Two. Yeah. What's uh, going oh, on oh here? I I didn't. I forgot. I should have mentioned this earlier. I was gonna um, say because yeah. Where is it? It needs to be somewhere, and soon. This has to be talked about. This has to be talked about. Absolutely has to be talked about. Uh, Next one is Star Wars Mandalorian Crusaders The Lost Empire. That's a lot of words. I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, As as Dusk Falls, Season 2. Star Wars Mandalorian Crusaders The Lost Empire is Zenimax Online. Oh, you're right. That does say Zenimax and Bethesda. So it's an MMO? Maybe. I feel like The Lost Empire is already a series. All right, let's just move on. This is all fake as shit. Whatever. As Dusk Falls Season 2, people did like As Dusk Falls. Uh, Yeah, whatever. I didn't play it. Bloody Hell Hotel. Hotel. No idea. Apparently coming to Game Pass. Ayudin Chronicles 100 Heroes. Didn't an Ayudin Chronicles game just come out? And why would it be on Xbox? Am I missing something? Ayudin! I don't know. All right. Exomecha from Twisted Red. No idea. Apparently a console launch exclusive. Flintlock yeah, I think we the, saw that. Flintlock the Siege of Dawn from A44 Games mm-hmm. and Kepler Interactive coming to Game Pass. Uh, Lies of P from Neowitz apparently coming to Game Pass. That is confirmed. Yes. I was going to say, didn't we hear about that already? Yeah. Uh, will it be here again? I don't know. Is that game supposed to be coming out in August, isn't it? I think. It's uh, soon. Yeah. It's soonish. Soonish. Uh, Lakeburg Legacies from Ishtar Games. No idea. Apparently right. coming to Game Pass. Withering Waves from Kuro Games. Apparently is an announcement. No idea. Sea of, Thiel, Th- sea of Thieves. Tales of Monkey Island. Which I'm assuming This is, is too many games. DLC. There's no way this is all happening. It's supposed to be two hours long. Maybe it is. Uh, Gears of War, the ultimate collection. Come here. Listen to me. This has been rumored for so long, and I'm here to tell you it's not happening. It's not happening. Okay? Not going to happen. No need for it to happen. It's all on Game Pass anyway. Backwards compatible, not going to happen. Actually, the first might, one. I don't know. First one's already done. They right. already did it. Yeah, maybe it is happening. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Gear 6. I don't know, bro. I don't know if the Coalition's ready. I don't think I'm ready. I don't really care. I would. I, I, I didn't love Gears 4, and I really did not care for Gears 5. However, it would be cool to see a good Gears game. I don't know. I don't really yeah. love the Coalition, though. Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl. Okay, listen. This game has been in development hell, and not because the game is going to be bad, but because the developers are literally living in hell, a.k.a. Ukraine. <laughs> They're in war. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would like to see this. Uh, they've been talking more about it, and it would be cool if they're ready to show something. Apparently, it's going to be a console launch exclusive on Xbox. Parallax, the Temporal Time Paradox. No fucking idea. Apparently, it's going to be exclusive. Aura History Untold from Oxide Games and Xbox Game Studios. Apparently, going to be exclusive, uh, which would make sense if it's an XGS game. Replaced from Sad Cat Studios and Coat Sync. Apparently, it's a console launch exclusive. This next one, dude, there's no way. 
I don't know. Crash Team Rumble from Toys for Bob. And Toys for fucking Bob, bro. Crash Team Rumble? That's actually a game. Well, it is, but I'm saying this would be an announcement. This would be new. Well, it comes out June 20th. Oh. Okay. This is that like so, mini game. Yeah. So why would it be here? Then? I don't whatever. Uh, this one you might be interested in. Hollow Knight Silk Song from Cherry. Team Cherry. Yeah. Apparently coming to Game Pass. What do you think? Um, They just need a release date already. Yeah. It, just, it got delayed recently. It did. Two Falls Nishu from Unreliable awesome Narrators. Name. Unreliable Narrators is an awesome name for a studio. Yeah. Apparently coming to Game Pass. Project Awakening from Psy Games. There's apparently going to be an announcement and Shadow Shadow Verse CCG, apparently also from Side Games. Apparently going to be an announcement. Collectible no card idea. game. Now this next one, Brett, hold on to your butts if this is real. Jet Set Radio from Sega coming to Game Pass. I know, dude. There was rumors about that, and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that also in the Nvidia leak? I think it was but, back in the day. Yeah, I think so. But more interestingly, straight up images from the game remastered have leaked. Uh, this next one, I think, is actually probably true. Persona 3 Remake. Um, there's been rumors about that. We've talked about that. We have several videos on it on the channel, so check that out from Atlas and obviously Sega. Uh, but here it says coming to Game Pass, which we've also heard rumors about that. This one I would believe. Um, the Wandering Tower from Stoic Studio and XGS. Uh, Going to be exclusive, obviously. Who knows? Contraband from Avalanche, uh, which is first party. I don't know how I feel about this game yet. And we talked about this already. I hope it's there, but I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Twilight's Edge, Wing of Despair. No idea. Apparently from Compulsion. Um, Fable, we talked about. And then Killer Instinct 2, which I feel like has been rumored for about 87,000 years. Um, I don't know. Yeah, servers are still up for Killer Instinct 1. So Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So anyway, who knows if this is real or not? Any comments, Brett? I think it's all fake. All Every of it? single thing. No, nah, I think some thing. of the stuff there would probably be there. Yeah, but I feel like some of it also is like stuff that's been rumored that you could just cherry pick and put in there and then sprinkle in some other stuff that hasn't been and then you got yourself a list. One verse 100 has to be in every single Xbox leak and every time I'm going to say it's true. I truly, truly hope it's true. Out of everything on this list, if there's two things that I could get, three things I could get, about... Starfield saying that it's running at 60 FPS and one versus 100. Yeah. That's all I want. I I'm with you. Those are three big ones. Okay. Anything Liza else? P. I yeah. want Liza P's release date because my Any... fantasy video game draft. <laughs> Anything else to say about the Xbox showcase? Well, I'm not going to be able to watch it live. No. But I'm happy for anyone that is going to be able to watch it live. Yes. All right, bro, that's it. That's the end of the show. We're done. That's it. It's hot. I'm ready to go. Yeah. What do you have to say to the people before we uh, head out of here? Okay. All right. Everybody get all that? Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you uh, like, comment, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And just let us know what you think. Don't forget we have a voicemail. Josh, can you tell us what the number is? Yes, I can. It's 904-878-2858. That's 904-TRU-CULT. 
So go ahead, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, let us know what's going on. If you have a conflicting opinion about something we talked about, call and let us know, leave a voicemail. We'll play it live on air. We'll talk about it. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next week. Episode 109. We'll see you there. Bye-bye. <laughs>